0: Hello, this is Rebel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. Had a very special guest on today. Well, all my guests are special, but I don't really know this person, so I asked her to come on, and so we could all get to know her together for those of you who don't know her. She's the founder and chief visionary officer of Raw Spirit Festival. Welcome. Happy Oasis. Thank you,
1: reverend
0: You're very welcome. I'm, I'm so happy we could do this as quickly as we could. All I did was email, and I got the response immediately. I thank you for that. That's... Uh, Highly unusual. <laughs> you usually have to play games with people. So Thank you. My... I'm
1: delighted to be in your presence, telephonically speaking. <laughs> there we go. Where are you right now? I am between half a dozen roosters and chickens <laughs> who are alighted in a mango tree. And the surf is just down slope and it's thunderous right now, and I'm right... At the edge of dawn, and the sky is pink, surrounded by citrus trees, just here in Kauai, in heaven.
0: That sounds like a happy oasis.
1: We take our happy oasis with us everywhere we go. And not only that, but there's. you know how we all have different kinds of karma, Uh different attributes? I have this very charming aspect of my lifelong karma, that wherever I go, the sun seems to follow. And so they've had weeks of rain here in Hawaii, and I've been back on Kauai. This is my third visit in the last two months. And every time I come, the sun breaks forth, and it has been entirely resplendent for the last three days.
0: Oh, that's marvelous. That, that's amazing. I love it. I did that, I did that in um, Denmark. I went to Denmark, and they'd had rain for I don't know how long, and all the way into August. And I showed up, and I had sun.
1: Let's travel together.
0: Oh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? We could do a lot of shows,
1: except
0: for the fact that we might cause droughts. <laughs> no, because when we'll we leave, it can it can start again. It can you know it can go back to its natural cycle. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, who is Happy Oasis? How, how did how did you come to this point in your life, if I might ask?
1: This point, as in sitting here on this wet grass at this point as in everything is so divine and I feel like my life has been such a blessed pathway and the name Happy Oasis for starters Mm -hmm. first came into existence when I was a teenager traveling through Asia for several years and I was working and funding my way through the continent, when I came across a famine in Bangladesh, knowing very little about the country, much of the country was in famine due to the excessive floods, and so I was driving through the countryside in a bus, and we became stuck on what became quickly an island due to the inundation, Wow! and yes, and after I was there for a very short while, I realized that the people around me were starving. And so I thought to myself, here I am, a young blonde woman with blue eyes in a Muslim country with a shawl over my head. And it's, by the way, it's starting to rain right now. (laughs) It's fantastic. In the sunshine. And so the... I think this is going to have to be cut out, excuse me. The rain is really loud right now. So what happened is... I searched in my mind as far as what to do and realized that the Red Cross was not going to be coming because the rain was continuing. And so thought I could buy everybody a meal with my traveler's checks. But I realized there's no bank in this village with which to cash traveler's checks.
0: Jeez.
1: So then I thought, I have a few hundred dollars of Bengali currency. I'll buy everybody at least lunch who I can. And then realized there was absolutely nothing in any of the village stores. So back on the bus, I was sitting there whimpering, not knowing what to do. And I was very well fed, by the way. I I had just had a meal earlier that day. So while I was wondering what to do, a man walked up to me and he was smiling and sauntering and otherwise quite skinny, just like the rest of them. And he said to me, in perfect queen's British, Indian, English Madame, come, come with me." And I said to him, "How can you smile? Everybody's starving around you." And I was very upset about this. And he said, "Smiling is all I have to give." Mm. So I went with him, and we walked from person to person, and we sat down and we sang to them. He sang Muslim songs, and I sang Christian camp songs until they died. And that experience that was one of the beginning of many, many more, similar in my years in Asia, transformed my life and my perspective so profoundly that I decided shortly thereafter that I would dedicate myself to being a happy oasis because there are many circumstances in which money and other resources are not available and that being a happy oasis can really save lives in a different sort of way in many Circumstances.
0: So what I'm hearing is that you've been through this cycle before to be able to, at that age to come through and be able to have these realizations, these awarenesses, these experiences at, at this age.
1: I have no past life memory. However, this life, I've been quite interested in understanding Spiritual aspects of existence, and I find it most fascinating to explore those realms, and have so since I was a child.
0: Mm-hmm. How, how are your uh, How is your family? Is your family still alive, or how, how are they with you, what you're doing?
1: My parents are alive and well, thank you. So mm-hmm. is my sister and brother. And they are all on a very different path, and they have always found to be a little bit unusual, a little bit odd. Uh, they are lovely, we would call mainstream Americans. They're more of a Republican political persuasion, and they're very uh, avid churchgoers in traditional Christianity, and they love to eat their meat and they are uh, fans of the current political regime. And so we have a wonderful, wonderful relationship. And a lot of it is based on humor because they know that I'm never going to agree with what they do exactly, even though I agree with them as human beings. And I know that they're never going to get into yoga and vegetarianism and you know raw veganism is probably other than going to happen in this lifetime. And so we have this unconditional love and acceptance for each other, which is really beautiful. We we never argue. Uh we haven't had a misunderstanding for many many decades and it's just a fantastic relationship.
0: So this this is for the audience like cuz I know I know how how to deal with this but I, like I'm just I get a lot of emails and I read a lot of things on forums where people are at odds with others in their family who are not in agreement with them and they tend to want to show them the light, so to speak. How how do you and your family, do you just avoid talking about politics? Do you avoid talking about food issues? How do you and they get along in that manner and be able to be in each other's company and... and and revel in, in you know, that, that you're all humans and you all have your own paths.
1: What we do is respect each other. And we honor each other's personal sovereignty without perhaps using that vocabulary. Sure. Uh, for many, many years, they were trying to help me see the light, especially about Christianity. Mm-hmm. And realizing that even though I had lived for years and had some kind of affinity toward Buddhism and Hinduism, since I was a teenager, that hopefully I would come around and come to my senses, and then eventually they realized that I did also honor Jesus Christ, and that I had a, a broad perspective, and so they, they accepted that, and uh, regarding the vegetarianism, even though I don't try to convince them to be more helpful, uh, they can see that I'm generally healthier than any other member of the family and have a certain unquantitatively uh, a-, a-, a certain glow and that I basically never go to the doctor, never go to the dentist, and never have health complaints. So this is on the air, but because my brother will never be listening to this show, <laughs> I'll tell you that they do funny things. Like My brother called me up and said, Happy, I have to talk to you. But don't let mom or dad know. <laughs> I have some kind of ache in my gut. It might be my liver. Can you tell me what to do? <laughs> so, so they do in secret. Contact me for consultation. Yeah, I was wondering. Really that... sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that is
0: so sweet. Yeah. Uh, about your name now, I changed mine, and I got flack about it from my family. What happened with you?
1: Anything? Well, this was after a series of names. First, it was it went to a few other names, mm-hmm. and then this was mm, in my early twenties. And first, they couldn't believe it, and then they thought, you know, she's just capable of everything. She is so zany, and we'll just go with this. And definitely, this silly name she'll outgrow. And now it's been 20 years later. So they do call me by my birth name, Mm -hmm. and they then also sometimes slip and call me Happy as well. And my middle name, by the way, is also rather interesting. Shall I tell you? Absolutely. Well, when I went to get my name changed to Happy Oasis officially, which is now on my driver's license, and by the way, I am the only person in the United States, to my knowledge, whose signature is a smiley face. (laughs) <laughs> and the the Department of Transportation of Arizona had an entirely vivacious argument about whether a smiley face could be an official signature or not, when finally the head of the department came in and said, yes, it can be. So if I ever get pulled over by police officers, which I haven't, then hopefully we will make their day by seeing that kind of signature. So go. the name is <laughs> <the name's laughs> heavenly. <laughs> What came about by apparent default, because I was getting my name changed, and I was in Prescott, Arizona, which is a rather conservative town in the Southwest, and the judge said to me, happy oasis. He said, what are you, some kind of hippie kid on drugs? Aww. And I said to him, no, Your Honor, I don't even drink alcohol. Do you? What's
0: Uh, okay you know what we'll come back in a moment i want to hear the rest of the story don't go away hi this is revel please take the time to check out my website revelations.com where you can sign up for my weekly revelations when you do you'll receive my latest ebook 10 most asked questions about raw foods find out about my teleclasses or my books revolutionize your life in 30 days a self-empowering playbook and smoothies and smoothies for life and also books i recommend from amazon and more to find my podcasts including this one you can go to revel And that's with two V's and two L's. We're also working on another site where we'll be listing all the places you can find raw retreats, raw happenings, products that I or others recommend, best raw sites around, and more. This is Revel. We're back with Rockin' Radio. Again, my guest today is the founder and chief visionary officer of Raw Spirit Festival, Happy Oasis. You can reach Happy at rawspirit.com. Go there. Uh, if you really want to reach her personally, go to Happy. And that's H-A-P-P-Y, so you get to get the spelling right, at rawspirit.com. Now, uh, we were just talking about... You changing your name and going to the judge. What happened? And you asked him if he drinks liquor?
1: He proceeded to blush, and then I was a little bit reluctant that I had said that comment because I felt some uh, agitation rising in him. And sure enough, within moments, he started to tremble, and he said, Happy Oasis and he handed the paperwork back to me that I had submitted some time before. He said, I cannot do this. You need a middle name. And I said, but Your Honor, Cher doesn't even have a last name. He said, this is not Hollywood. This is Prescott, Arizona, and I'm the judge. And I say, you need a middle name. So I stood there in the middle of the courtroom just to judge his um, assistant and myself. And I looked up, wondering what to do, and as I was pondering, I noticed that there was one small window about 12 inches by 12 inches, way at the top of the white room, and through that window, it was completely blue, a perfect azure Arizona sky, and I looked at that, and then I looked at the judge, and I said, Heavenly, Your Honor. He said, what? I said, Heavenly is my middle name. He sort of huffed, and that's how I came upon Heavenly.
0: How old were you at that time?
1: I was. I waited quite a number of years before I made it official. So I was in my thirties at that time.
0: Okay. It sometimes but, takes a while, I think, for us to know ourselves enough to be able to change our name to something that we want to com- complete. Don't you think so?
1: Yes. However, I've been using Happy for probably a decade before that. Okay. And so how did you get to raw food? It was a long and adventurous journey. I was born quite ill, and my mother had a fondness for ice cream and M&M's and things like that, yummy, yummy foods, and so when I came out, I had bronchial disorders, verging on pneumonia, and then had a hernia at birth as well, so they needed to wait six months for that operation. So I was what was called a colicky child, always sniffling and coughing and I think rather challenging to to deal with because I was probably crying a lot because my ears were constantly full of mucus. And so little did they know that by not feeding me breast milk and giving me formula and then going on to a a primarily dairy and kind of a sweet sugar food diet for the next 18 years that this was a cause of, of something that later on would um, lend me to experiencing typhoid fever diabetes tuberculosis pneumonia on several occasions constant colds and flus chronic fatigue as a result of all of this and uh, that's just for starters mm-hmm. so so and I even had a scare with cancer so at, as a teenager, I realized there was something amiss, and I felt kind of, why me, God, You know, afflicted by this. I was unusually strong. I thought that I was like Pippi Longstocking, but I had a very unusually weak immune system. And so fortunately, because of my athleticism, a lot of the calories burned up and a lot of the, the trouble burned up with it, the chemical food, shall we call it, because I really wasn't... Um, on really a meat-eaters or a vegetarian diet, it was another food path that I sometimes call vegetarians. All of us know certain vegetarians who call themselves vegetarians, but they eat Twinkies or muffins or Ho-Ho's or things that have a lot of chemicals in them. And so I've come up with this term of chemical Aryan. (laughs) And, And that's really what I was growing up. We would have Pepsi and things like that sometimes at breakfast and... We really never drank water. We would have uh, Sprite and 7-Up like, throughout the day. So I'm a survivor of that diet. And what's remarkable to me is that my whole family is still on that diet, a little bit less so, but they're, in their own way, doing fine. So here I was, the odd one, difficult, you know, from that perspective, and became a vegetarian as a teenager However, the health still wasn't quite there because I was under the impression, having lived in India at the age of 18, and there on, and off for years, that dairy products are very, very good for you, so eat more dairy, and whenever I would get a cold, the Ay- Ayurvedic doctors would say, have more dairy, have more curd, have some ghee, mm-hmm. and it would just get worse, so I'd end up on antibiotics, and then it would go away, then it would get worse, and. So, finally, I was in one of these bouts of pneumonia, and I was in the Himalayas, and I was really on my deathbed, like one of my many deathbeds, and I woke up out of unconsciousness, and I had procured this book called Common Disease... You'll get cures to common diseases. And in the book, I flipped as some kind of miracle into the pneumonia page, and it said, Do Kundal Kriya, and drink only fresh, raw vegetable juices. So kundal kriya is drinking water backwards, where we drink the water, warm salt water. If those of you at home would like to try this, if you have cold, flu, pneumonia, bronchitis, mucus in your system, you would drink the warm salt water, let's say half a gallon of it, and put in perhaps a, a third of a teaspoon of salt Preferably the, of the best kind. Now, that salt is going to be coming back out of your system if you're for salt or not. So you drink it, it goes down, and then it kind of mimics our sailing quality of our own blood and liquid aspect of our system. And then you you bend forward and uh, like a pump, and then this water comes out with it, the lining from the esophagus and the stomach of mucus that could have accumulated there for years, which was the situation in my case. After I did this drinking water backwards, which is what I prefer to call it, so that we do have no associations with other kinds of, of like like vomiting, it's completely different from... I felt more clear and more resonating with life, more brilliant than I had ever felt before. And I combined that with drinking vegetable juices, and I cured myself of pneumonia within two days. And it took me months to get into that place. And logically, you would think it would take months to get out of it. But with that combination, uh, I was like a new person.
0: Okay, so you you take like a gallon of water?
1: I would say a half a gallon. Not okay. everybody has the intestinal fortitude mm-hmm. or the volume in their diaphragm and their stomach to actually drink a gallon of water. So if we drink a half a gallon... Okay, with,
0: you say with like one-third teaspoon of salt?
1: Right, and that would be warm salt water. So something similar, you know, you'd want to make it around 98, 99 degrees, mm-hmm. and then you gulp it. Remember how we used to gulp milk when we were little? Yep. I, I would gulp huge glasses of milk and then run out and play. We want to gulp with that same feeling of pleasure, mm-hmm. that same feeling of enthusiasm and life force. Mm -hmm. And when we gulp that down, then we go to a very uh, nice place outside of our house that has beautiful foliage or a garden or something, uh, a lawn or a beach, and then we bend over and we we would use two fingers possibly to get it started, to just press down on your tongue. And then you can, the same way that you brought the water in, gulping, Mm -hmm. you reverse gulp. So there's no soaring of the throat. There's no abruptness. It's a yogic talent called Kundal Kriya. And this is one of the most basic yogic uh, practices in India that we have missed out in our everyday yoga classes in America.
0: Well, you know, a lot of what they taught in Ayurveda... I don't agree with a lot of it because of the ghee and the uh, dairy and stuff, but the way it was really taught with the panchakarma and stuff, they do not do it now with the eliminating and things. They have toned it down tremendously for the mass audiences. So that you're bringing this up is amazing, and I appreciate it.
1: Well, I used to go around to hospitals for many years after my life was saved telling the elderly folks, especially, it's mostly women, that there is no need to die of pneumonia. If you would like to die of pneumonia, that's one way to go. That's very popular. However, if you would prefer to to, to pass on in other ways or in a more peaceful way with less suffering, then you can do this Kunjul And it did, in fact, help dozens of people I personally know who who did report to me later on that they felt clear and happier and full of energy
0: after doing that. I think a lot of people are so brainwashed. I just did an interview with Mike Anderson. Actually, we did two interviews about cancer and healing from the inside out. And I'm really realizing again and again that so many people just do not realize that they do have choices in their lives about how to live as well as how to die.
1: Rejoice, rejoice that we have choice.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm going to have to use that one. (laughs) You're a poet, aren't you? Yes. Yes. I believe you've got a... Do you have some books out?
1: Yes, there's one that was entitled Uncivilized Ecstasies" that was quite popular in New Zealand where I wrote it. Mm -hmm. However, it was a compilation of poems, Adventure raw travel of 20 years of living abroad
0: beautiful we'll be back in a second so uh, I want to talk to you about the Raw Spirit Festival and how that came to be I would love that yes please alrighty we'll be back in a moment segment of rock and radio is sponsored by mypodcastexpert.com where they offer free teleclasses and paid webinars so you can learn how to do what i do for minimal cost you'll learn the layperson's way of doing it with no background needed if you want to get your name out there as an expert in your field create and sell product meet great people and just have fun please check out mypodcastexpert.com and tell them you heard about them from Revel on Rockin' Radio. This is Revel, and we're back with Rockin' Radio. My guest today, founder and chief visionary officer of Raw Spirit Festival, Happy Oasis. Welcome, Happy. Good tidings. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you can reach uh, Happy Oasis at Raw Spirit. Dot com. Go check out the site. Lots of good information. And we have a Raw Spirit Festival coming up sometime. And, well, this is being recorded February 2008. I want to put that out there because this will be up online indefinitely. So it's good to know that when they're listening to this. But if you go to rawspirit.com, you can find out when the next one is. But as of this particular taping, when is the next uh, Raw Spirit Festival?
1: September 12th through 14th, 2008. However, it's going to last an entire week. Those are the official dates. For those volunteers who would love to come early, we have free accommodation at our campground for the first 110 volunteers who sign up. And those volunteers can also stay for several days afterwards. And then the entire city of Sedona is working in cooperation to create a series of events for the 5,000 Raw Spirit Festival participants.
0: Oh, my God. If, if uh, And this is to the audience. If you have not been to Sedona, now is your chance. It is a fabulous, fabulous, beautiful, wonderful place. Uh, we've only been there once. We keep saying we're going to go back, and we have to go back. We really do.
1: We chose Sedona because it's considered one of the energy vortices, such as Mount Shasta, it's a very powerful place, and it's also spectacular.
0: Now, Happy Oasis, if somebody goes to the Raw Spirit Festival, what, what will they see, what will they hear, what will they find? What's What's there for us?
1: World-class musicians, interactive workshops that are very inspirational, the leaders of the raw food movement. I mean, virtually every one of them is going to be there. And speaking and sharing the most leading-edge ideas of what's happening in the raw food movement. There's also going to be this year a new music stage for more interactive performances, dancing. There's going to be, again, our fantastic children's program, nature hikes, herbal hikes, raw food demos by some of the leading raw food chefs, such as Sherry Soria, the Butankos, the Tree of Life, Of course, David Wolf is going to be there. Uh, There are just too many people to mention. So pretty much all of last year's performers, with very few exceptions, plus dozens more who are coming this year for the first time and are going to be upping the vibe even more. So it's really fantastic. The most important people who are coming of all are our volunteers and our participants. And our volunteers have a very, very special job because somebody was asking me just the other day, why was your festival, like, so full of love? And I said, I don't know, but I have a little suspicion that it might be because of our volunteers, because our volunteers were told, and I'm going to tell you the secret, (laughs) that their real job is not washing dishes with supreme excellence, and it's not parking and bringing people's bags in with with so much service and loving-kindness, even though that seems like it, their real job is to love-vibe everybody. So what happens is because we have hundreds of these really loving, beautiful, caring luminaries who happen to be volunteers they immediately, it's contagious, you know. So, so they are so helpful that then everybody who comes in wishes to do the same. So it ends up that we have 5,000 volunteers who are all volunteering the best that they have to offer to everybody they need.
0: What, what kind of screening process, if any, is there for the volunteers?
1: Well, we do invite the volunteers to please send us a photo and a bio. And then what we do is... There are about 40 main areas of service, and then we invite them to choose which area would they most love to participate in, because we find that whatever people love to do is what they're going to do best.
0: Isn't that always the way? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Wow, this sounds exciting. I I think one of these days I will actually show up and be there, because it's uh, a... Actually, I might be there at this year.
1: Yes, please do join us. It's going to be a thrilling adventure.
0: It may happen. It may happen. So, off the air, we were talking about a book you have out called Bliss Conscious Communication. How did this book come out or come about?
1: This book came about because several friends had asked me over the years to teach classes in happiness and to write a book about it. And I always assumed that everybody was happy. And then I kind of looked around after all these comments and realized that some people are suffering with depression more than others and that it is rather pandemic. And so I decided it was time for me to share some of these techniques, and I started to think about what was it exactly. And I realized that as an anthropologist, I had studied and graduated in cultural anthropology, that many of the tribal peoples who had adopted me had imbued me with the essence of happiness. And a lot of it had to do with the way they communicated with their own minds, and then that communication was expressed in the way they spoke and listened to each other.
0: So by communicated with their own minds, are you talking about self-speak, what we say to ourselves to create our environment, internal environment?
1: Indeed. As Bruce Lipton says, the biology of beliefs, like unleashing the power of consciousness, matter, and miracle in our own lives, that according to the consciousness of every word that we say, that we are transforming the masterpiece called ourselves, moment by moment, syllable by syllable, into a more beautiful direction, into a more alive direction, into a more abundant direction a more natural direction whatever way we choose and so it's very careful I like to say that whenever one speaks it's very important to think that each word is going to be scribed in huge letters across the sky in fire for eternity and that if we if that it's better to wait until there's a sweetness that is sweeter than silence, or a truth that is so profound. Before we speak,
0: so we hear the silence now, right? <laughs> <laughs> End of interview. <laughs> we don't need to go any further. Uh, no, I, I, you know, I, I love hearing that. It's, it's always a reminder to me because I've, I've been so negative in my life some people say I still am but they don't understand where I'm coming from sometimes because the things I hear people say it's a lot of cliches about their work oh it's Monday well the best I can be on Monday and hump day on Wednesday and thank God it's Friday and I often tell people as long as you maintain those mantras work will not be as pleasant as it could possibly be
1: now, this is true. At the Raw Spirit Festival, we prefer to say job. And we give people jobs. They give themselves jobs. And that's stands for J-O-B, which we call joy of being.
0: Well, that's a heck of a lot better than that other thing people say. I love it. Joy of being. I, you know I'm writing all these things down.
1: And if it's not, if your job is not your joy of being then it's best to lift forth into another career.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's the same with everything. A lot of times, so do, you, do you suggest that people maybe look within before they make the move and find out if they are creating what's not as good as it might be?
1: Definitely. In fact, there's always a co-creative process, not to blame oneself, but to realize that, we got our, When we get ourselves into a pickle, we are responsible for getting ourselves out of it and to avoid it in the future as much as possible. What kind of changes can we make to enhance our life experience?
0: Right, and it's not about blame. It's about responsibility.
1: Exactly, and that's just responsibilities, responding to our environment, mm-hmm. and it's such a wonderful area to contemplate, and so... Sometimes when we find ourselves in these challenging circumstances, a really wonderful thing to do is to do nothing, is to lie down, to take a nap, to breathe deeply, to relax, so that we can then step back and lovingly give ourselves a break and love ourselves. And then from there, we can see, well, what, what's next? What could I do that would really, what can I do to enhance the life of the biosphere today? What can I do that I would really love to experience today? Somebody said to me the other day, happy, what would blow your mind? And that kind of perspective is what we can give ourselves so that we can go for whatever it is that we would truly love to experience. And that is a huge part of health.
0: Well, I have a question for you, Happy. The question would be, what have you not experienced? You've got 30 seconds or less to answer this. What have you not experienced that you would really love to experience in your life?
1: I would really love to experience the Raw Spirit Festival, September 12th through 14th, 2008, because last year's made history as the largest raw gathering ever in modern history, to my knowledge, and this year we are doubling that. And I would love to experience, by experiencing that weekend, I would love to experience peace on earth and bio-environmental solutions and the most incredible raw vegetarian food ever in concert with thousands of new and old friends.
0: That sounds delicious. Happy, thank you so much. Happy Oasis from Um, rawspirit.com. Hopefully I will get to meet you someday very soon.
1: May the bliss be with you. I'm so grateful.
0: Oh, thank you. I, it's my pleasure. Uh, hold on, please. If you would like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity saying remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.